Hello and welcome to tonight's Bible study. I'm Tracy Vigitoro and this is my husband Gian Vigitoro, who is the founding pastor of our church, Victory Church. And tonight we are going to continue our Bible study of Romans, which is Paul giving, um, he is the apostle and he is giving a letter to the Romans. And we are going to start in chapter nine and go from verse one through five. And we are going to read in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, we just ask that you guide us through this study. And we thank you, Father, for tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you so much, sweetheart, for being here with us this evening and I am sure that you are excited to continue studying the, the scripture. This is our episode 19. I want to remind you about Amen. our YouTube channel, our Vimeo channel, the podcast, of course the website and the Facebook page, Victory Church page. You can go to all of those platforms if you are interested in listening or watching the previous episodes. So we are ready to start from Odessa, Texas. We say hello to you and welcome to this broadcast. So let's do it. Amen. You want to read? Oh, sure. I can read it. <laughs> I, and this is from the easier version, like you said, which is very easy to understand. I am in Christ and I am telling you the truth. I am not lying and my conscience ruled by the Holy Spirit agrees that what I say now is true. I have great sorrow and always feel much sadness for my own people. They are my brothers and sisters, my earthly family. I wish I could help them. I would even have a curse on me and cut myself off from Christ if that would help them. They are the people of Israel, God's chosen children. They have the glory of God and the agreements he made between himself and his people. God gave them the law of Moses, the temple of worship, and his promises. They are the descendants of our great fathers, and they are the earthly family of the Messiah, who is God over all things. Praise him forever. Amen. Woo! That is What one. a letter. <laughs> that is one way to begin a chapter. Ooh. You know, I, I'm very excited. Paul tells it like it is. <laughs> he, he does. And, and I'm, I'm excited because this particular section talks about Israel directly. If you are a believer, you believe in God, you believe in Jesus, you believe in the Holy Spirit, you believe in the Bible, you know very well that the Bible has its origins precisely with the people of Israel. Now, if you're, if you're not a believer, you probably will be wondering, why are they talking about Israel and what that has to do with us? Well, all that is a figure of what we know today as the church. But uh, here's one interesting thing that many people don't know. It's the influence of the Jews throughout history, throughout the whole world. It is amazing and there are jokes about them. <laughs> people tease the Jews of the time, telling them that they are greedy, that they, they are stingy, <laughs> and uh, tough negotiators, and, 
And also, you know, there are many people, especially in certain parts of the country, that they, they, they think that Jews actually are a little bit off, you know? <laughs> that they, they like to analyze and study the stars and symbols and all, <laughs> you know, numerology, many things like that, like the zodiac and stuff like that. But uh, I want to tell you something important is that the good Lord actually created all nations because everything begins with Adam and Eve, as you know. But for some reason, the Lord chose Abraham. And from Abraham, the promise of life mm -hmm. and possessing the land and descendants, generations and generations. And from there is where begins the nation of Israel. You know, right. Abraham, his son Isaac, Isaac has two sons, Isaac and Jacob, and it's Jacob, the third generation, which was renamed, his name was changed from Jacob to, to Israel. Israel. Paul is a Jew. He comes from that line, like the Lord Jesus was. Yeah, and Jesus the, comes from the Jewish line. Exactly. And probably you, without knowing it, you, you have Jewish blood within <laughs> yourself. You probably don't even know it. Now, Paul, not just being a part of that uh, inheritance, but he also devoted to God. He was a very studious person of the Torah, the, the Holy Scriptures. And because he was against the church and Jesus, he had an encounter that transformed him. Acts chapter 9 tells us the story about how Paul actually he was thrown to the ground from a horse by the Lord Jesus himself and that was the beginning of his he transformation woke up really fast fast and blind oh yeah <laughs> and Ananias was the one who was sent to pray for him and remove the fish scales oh yeah Remember? That's what the Bible says. The fish scales were removed. And from there, the Lord took Paul. His name was Saul, but he was his name also was changed, changed now to Paul. And from there, the Lord took him to receive the revelation for the Christian doctrine. Most of the New Testament letters were written by Paul. And of course, there are other authors, but, but I want to... Uh, point out to you today is that there is no need for people to be against Israel or the Jews, particularly for those who claim to believe in God and Jesus and the Bible. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't even know if there is Jewish blood th running through your own veins. You don't even know. More than likely there is. <laughs> and on the other hand, the Lord Jesus was Jewish. Right. <laughs> so tell me, how if they're is coming it possible? against Israel, they're coming against the Lord Jesus. Well, let me tell you, it's not right. But Paul says something very interesting here. Let's start with the first statement he makes. It's about his conscience. He says that his conscience is ruled by the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know what? You probably uh, have children if you're an adult. But if not, you were a child. <laughs> one day <laughs> and uh, well let me let me tell you this parents are always telling the kids how to behave what to do and what not to do especially when parents are not in the house 
Parents tell the kids how to behave in the school, and when parents go for a weekend somewhere and the kids stay in the house, parents say, I want you to behave. Now, in these days, we have camera security systems and we track vehicles, phones, everything. But uh, let me tell you, even those things can be uh, manipulated, honestly. Oh yeah, but, teenagers are very smart. <laughs> but the beautiful part of someone is when his conscience is ruled by the Holy Spirit, because that is like in the workplace. You know, people go, get into the workplace, they clock in, but from there forward, nobody really knows if the person is working. But if, if you are like Paul, and you allow the Holy Spirit to rule your conscience, mm -hmm. you are not going to be acting in a weird way. You know, I'm not saying you are going to be perfect, because nobody is perfect, only the Lord God is perfect. But after you make the mistakes, after you say what you didn't want it to say, after you behave the way that you behave, the Holy Spirit that rules your conscience is going to be telling you, that was not nice. That was wrong. And then we have to repent, ask for forgiveness, and you know the story. So Paul starts this chapter by stating, my conscience is being ruled by the Holy Spirit. And that, my friend, it's a beautiful thing to live. I encourage you to consider that for your own life. If you are a parent, or if you are a supervisor, if you are a business owner, or if you are the boss of a department or a company organization, I want you to know that everything you do will bring a harvest in your life. If you allow the Holy Spirit to rule your conscience and you do what is right as a father, or as a mother, as an employee, as an employer, as a supervisor, that is the seed you are planting. You know what will happen in the future? People that are with you, influenced by you, are going to start to behave that way. Because every time you plant a seed, you will have a harvest. Right. Think about it. It's not about controlling people. Actually, it's not about controlling yourself. When the Holy Spirit is ruling your conscience, it's not that He has you under control. You are like a, a puppet. It's not like that is that he is going to lead you to the right place, to talk to the right person, to do what he wants you to do because he always has a plan. I, I start with this statement that he says, but then he goes to, to the sad part of this, beginning of this letter when he expresses how sad he feels. Yeah, he said he would cut himself off and put a curse on himself if it would help his children come to the Lord the people of Israel to come to the Lord. Right. So that tells you the compassion and love that he has for his fellow Israelites. And that is what we, we feel, you know, about our children, about our friends. Yes, we would do anything for them to come to the Lord. The, the true love that you have for your relatives will move you to do anything to, to save them. You know, you are talking about transplanting uh, organs, like kidneys, right? Right. 
or I don't know what else. I don't know much about it, but... Like if you needed a kidney, I'd be right there. Imagine that. And I'll do the same for you. So, because we love people, we are willing to do anything. Right. But he, here's another point that I want to, to bring up to your attention, is that we remember that this study talks about, we have been talking about we are forgiven by faith, right? It's by grace, by faith, by believing in Jesus that we are forgiven. Okay, so that's what, that is the whole foundation of this chapter. Beautiful things. That's why I encourage you to go and, and review what we have discussed earlier. However, once we are saved and forgiven and we are living a beautiful life in the Lord, it cannot be only just about yourself, my friend. That is too selfish. And I know you are not that way. So that is why, remember, if you allow the Holy Spirit to rule your conscience, immediately you will start to feel the need to reach out people that are lost and confused and abandoned and you will have compassion towards them. That is the second thing that he is saying here. And then, listen to this, it's in verse 4. They are the people of Israel, God's chosen children. Uh, right. That's a point. Why is it that people are just so against Jews? They just don't know. They don't even know what they're talking about. I mean, in fact, let's let's talk about nations. Why would you hate people from India? Or why would you hate people from, from Germany? Or, or from Poland? Or from Guatemala? Ooh. You know? He's what? from Guatemala. <laughs> Why would you hate people from, from other countries? You know, that's not right. But there is this wave in the air moving people. There's no reason to. Why, to Why would you hate them? No. And, uh, and I will tell you that there are many great scientists. People are just doing it just to do it. <laughs> among Jews, there are scientists, athletes, now you got me entrepre entrepreneurs. <laughs> Many singers, composers, architects, engineers, not to mention people in business, very successful people because they are God's chosen people. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. And so why is it that people hate the Jews? No, we, we need to understand that the people of Israel are God's chosen people. Mm -hmm. And you are wondering, well, what about me? What about me? If you are wondering if you are God's chosen people, the answer is yes, you are. You are wondering now, are you sure? How do you know that I am part of God's chosen people? I'm not a Jew. How, how can you tell me that? I will tell you why I know you are a chosen one. Because you are listening to God's word. Yes. From the moment you listen, even for an instant, just for a second, the preaching of God's Word, the Holy Spirit will not stop searching for where you are, chasing you, going after you, and He will use everyone around you to move you to hear more and more until you finally open your heart to receive God's love, which is the grace of the Lord. He's got your number and He's going to chase you. 
He will go after you. So you are part of God's people too. Yes. In, in fact, the desire of God, Peter tells us that in his letter, the desire of God is that no one will perish. Right. But that. And why would you want to perish? The, the Lord wants everyone to, <laughs> to be saved, my friend. Yes. But you have to remove that. If you have bad feelings against the Jews and Israel, remove them. It's not. It's not good. Not. You don't need to. It's very dangerous mm -mm. to be against Israel. Yeah. It's very dangerous to be against Jews because that is God's holy people. That is God's holy nation. And when you go against God's people, it becomes a very dangerous thing. It's a bad game, my friend. But if we continue reading, he says, the Jews have the glory of God and the agreements he made between himself and his people. The, are you talking about the glory of God? Oh yeah. The glory of God, the commandments. Yeah, I mean, it says the law of Moses, the temple of worship, and his promises. All that is what he gave the Jews. Israel received. Whew. That is the glory of That's God. That's some serious and, stuff. And, and you know what? For us believers, applies exactly the same. We Absolutely. have the glory of God. Not and in, what is the glory of God? The glory of God is, is the presence of the Holy Spirit in us because, you know, we have this beautiful book, the Bible that we are reading, you know, digitally, but you have your hard copies as well. But you know, back in the day, in the temple, in the tabernacle of Moses, they actually had those stones, right? With the commandments. Right. In the Ark of the Covenant, when they were moving, the glory of God came down. And it mm. was, there, there were signs during the day and during the night to lead the Israelites right. where to go. Well, that is the glory of fire God. Fire by day and fire by night. This is the glory of God. This is the Bible is the glory of God. We lead you where to go the day, during the day and also during the night. That's so good. It's the glory of God. The glory of God is here. Ooh. All that you need to do so is So this is my it. fire. That's your fire. This is my fire by day and fire by night. Right. I am not letting go of it. No. That's oh, the glory of God. Oh, this is so good. That's friend, so good. You see, and you, and you can Ooh. see more of that just by opening your heart. Just open your That's heart. That's so good. Let's continue reading. Listen to this, verse 5. They are the descendants of our great fathers, and they are the earthly family of the Messiah, who is God over all things. Praise Him forever. Forever. So, the Lord Jesus, a Jew. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus is a Jew. My boss is a Jew. Oh, yes. <laughs> we work for Jesus. He is our boss. You know, my friend. <laughs> Great benefits. <laughs> it, it is necessary for everybody all over the world to start removing this hate against people from other nations. You know, and I'm, I'm going to talk to you, American, my fellow American. <laughs> you have to stop going against people from the Middle East. And I'm not just talking about Jews. I'm talking about Muslims, people that practice other religions. 
in people, India. Muslims are here. Everywhere. I mean, you talk about Middle East. Middle East is here. Well, people from the Middle East is here. People from India are here. They're here. I want to ask you, do you think, is there really a place where there are no Jews or there are no Americans or there are no Hispanics or there are no Chinese or Japanese or Germans or Italian, French, you name it, Australian? My friend, we have to stop this thing about having hate against other nations. We have to stop it. Because it's not healthy. I was going to say, what does hate do to you? It's not healthy. And the same thing applies in your relationship between you and your father-in-law, you and your brother-in-law, you and your son-in-law, or whomever is the person that you have hate. You have to understand the glory of God that we discussed earlier tells us two commandments. And what is the first one? To love the Lord with all, your heart. with all of your heart. And the second commandment? To love your neighbor with all. Yeah. You know, As I, I, I will tell you this. I really don't appreciate people, even among Christians, that are kind of uh, given an insinuation that we have to be too cautious in reference to people from other belief systems. You know? And what do you mean by that? You know, somebody believes in a different way that we Christians believe. Okay? Somebody comes from a different background. It has a different uh, way of approaching God, religion itself. Let's say. If you know someone that believes differently than you, you know, it will not help you to be against this person. And actually, to this person, it will not help you. It will not help him if you have bad feelings towards him. The only way that we can conquer is through love. We win by loving, by forgiving, by being compassionate, considerate, giving, sharing, loving, tolerant. And that's why I'm saying to you, it is bad when you see leaders that are promoting bad feelings to, towards individuals mm -hmm. that believe differently. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's not biblical. It's not what this book teaches us. No. You know that God is love. Think about it. God is love. You have the Spirit of God. We talk about the glory of God. Well, mm. What is that? It's love. The sign that we should have every day, everywhere, is love for everybody. And you are thinking, well, somehow makes sense. But you know, that doesn't change the fact that some people are really evil. Of course. Some people are evil. You can't change that. But we are not here to judge them. Yes, you have to take your precautions. You have to lock your house and your vehicle. Right? Yeah, you, you need to, to use know, common sense. You need to apply common sense where your kids are and what's going on with the windows and doors in your house, etc. Yeah. You have to 
apply common sense. But I promise you this, my friend. If you allow the Holy Spirit to rule your conscience, you will see that there is so much need around you. And people will receive more from God when you care for them and you love them and you let the Holy Spirit work through you and you shine for the glory and with the glory of God. So I'm going to close this evening by inviting you to reflect about this. Okay. What is that saying that we say that we catch more what with honey or sugar? What is that saying? Do you remember? Um. You, you, catch, you would say that when I... You catch more <laughs> flies not, with honey or something like that. That was not flies. Or... But you understand. <laughs> Everybody's going, it's this, it's this. Say it, Tracy. And she can't remember and neither do I. But my friend, honestly, <laughs> we always are going to get much better results when we are loving and caring and compassionate and patient than when we are right. The point is not to be right. The point is that the Holy Spirit rules our conscience. Thank you for watching and I wish you, and Tracy also, wishes for you a beautiful night. Yes, and I know that there's going to be so many comments. <laughs> Thank you so much, friends. <laughs> Good night. Bye.